things to get started for first. The first is we're going to uh, just have a couple people review uh, just a, 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 a highlight, what, how they were impacted by reading this little book. So Melissa is going to come up and talk about chapter three, right? Still? Okay, good. And then Francis is going to come up and talk about chapter four. And uh, um, I would like to, and I'm just going to do this now. Who wants to volunteer for next time? Chapter five and chapter six. And let's do something crazy. Can, can we have some of our junior hires and high schoolers do it? Yeah. Anyone? Yeah? Who just said yeah? Francis, in lieu of your kids. This is, this is awesome. Okay, so, so why don't you come up afterwards and say, I would like to do that. Okay? So we'll have a junior high, high schooler just say, this is a quote I liked. This is how I was challenged. Okay? Good? Yeah? Yeah, there you go. We made eye contact. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, good. Uh, can, 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 you, can you come up and just say a little bit about chapter three? We're, we're, we're also working on getting a, a, a handheld mic going. So if you're like, I don't, I'm, I'm nervous about the light, then you could do it in the dark. So. Okay, so uh, chapter three is about uh, go to God's word uh, desperately. And uh, it's something that I've really appreciated about this book is just really relatable examples and illustrations. And so I've definitely had times when I feel like I'm just really desperate for God's word. Um, But I also really related to the illustration about if you eat too many cheese puffs, you're not hungry for dinner. And... That's something that I've seen recently is like, as I try to meditate on God's word more or I'm trying to think about a problem and I want to think about it biblically, it's pretty easy to go back to thinking about something that I'm worried about or a stupid celebrity news story that I read or, you know, whatever. Like, um, And Psalm uh, 119 is really uh, great. And... Um, there's great examples of that feeling of like being consumed with God's word. But I also, I've thought of another one that I really appreciate a verse that kind of relates more to that um, cheese puff illustration. Um, so this is verse 37. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. So awesome. that's all I have to say. Thank you. Hey, okay, Francis, you can come up and talk about chapter four. All right, cool. So, yeah, I talked to Isaiah about reading chapter four and how much I appreciated it. So hopefully after, you know, hearing from Melissa and hearing from me, you'll see how easy it is just to kind of read this stuff and get excited about it and want to talk about it. So there's a couple things from chapter four. So chapter four is about approaching your Bible uh, studiously. And uh, the verse it it brings up is, you know, greater are the works of the Lord from Psalm 111 to... Uh, Greater are the works of the Lord studied by all who delight in them. So, you know, the Bible is to be studied and learned, you know, so super novel idea, right? Like no one's ever told us to study the Bible, but it's just the idea that we should approach the Bible, you know, to study it and learn it, you know, because we love it, right? We study, and the reality is is that we study what we love, and he brings up, you know, this um, illustration of Michael Jordan, right? And so, you know, it's funny because I remember... When I was a kid growing up, um, I had friends that loved Michael Jordan, man. Like, they, you know, they wanted to copy everything he did, um, you know, to what he wore. Like, they knew all his, you know, his biographical information, where, you know, who he uh, grew up with, where he went to high school and all that stuff. But if you were to ask them, you know, did you study Michael, they wouldn't say no. They would just say that, you know, they wanted to learn as much as, 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 much as they could because, you know, they enjoyed his game, they, they enjoyed watching him, you know, as a, as a basketball player. So, you know, like, it's, it might not be Michael Jordan for you, you know, for me, you can only imagine who it would be, you know, Kobe Bean Bryant, of course, right? And so, like, most definitely, even, you know, so like, for you, it may not even be, like, athletes, it might, might not even be a person, it might be, like, a hobby, it might be um, cooking, you know? Um, I know, like, Sila, uh, she wants a doll, like, super bad, you know, so... She's been learning about dogs and puppies. And so the reality is, is that like, I look around and I know that like, all of you guys know a lot about a lot of things. Um, I think of certain topics and there's certain people I think about like, I wanna go to that person you know, to learn how to barbecue 
or I want to learn, go to this person to learn how to like build something with my hands. And so we know a lot about a lot of different things. And so the point is, is that, you know, if we take the time to learn about the things that we enjoy or to learn about people and our heroes, then, you know, the question is, why can't we take the same approach, you know, to God, right? And so that was very convicting for me. You know, so for as much as I know about Kobe Bean Bryant, like, um, obviously God is like so much, there's so much more to know. There's so much to me, you know, more enamored with, to adore, to ascribe glory to. So just um, that convicted me. And then also um, studying from worship. So the author points out that, you know, Paul, you know, has this very dense, you know, this rich explanation of the gospel in Romans 9 through 11, or Romans at all. And then, and then what moves Paul's heart was, was doctrine in, in chapter 11, uh, verse 33, it says, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths, right? So what drove Paul to delight? It was, it was doctrine. Um, and so, you know, we study to praise God. And here's a quote. He talks about how, um, you know, the purpose of theology is not to make you feel smarter. It's not to make you feel superior, you know, and that's pretty obvious, you know, but I think about what, some, what, what kind of drives me to read the Bible sometimes, and, you know, I want to be informed about things. I want to learn things, but sometimes it's just learning to learn things, so to be informed about things. So even recently, like, one of my kids asked me, like, like Dad, you know, do we practice um, the spiritual gifts? Do we practice, like, miracles and, like, healings and things like that, you know? So it would drive me to read the Bible to be informed on that topic so I could speak about that, so I could be educated and be smart, you know, in that, in that way, which is, you know, I want, we want to be informed, we want to learn things, but just realizing that that's, like, the not, that's not the ultimate, that's not the end for learning and, and studying God's word, because um, we're reminded, too, that, you know, it, it can just be knowledge, and that, um, you know, even the demons, right, themselves have understanding, they have knowledge, but, and they may have a better and fuller understanding of who God is than, than we do, but it's, it's not worship. And the quote here is that, you know, the purpose of theology is to stoke your worship, to deepen your love, to fuel your mission, to sustain your life. And so, you know, theology, to stoke worship, and it just made me think about another quote that I read from, from another pastor, and he says, you know, theology is a study of God, it's very important, and there's doxology, which is an expression of praise to God. So the point here is that all theology should ultimately lead to doxology. So if theology doesn't lead to doxology, then we've actually missed the point of theology. So if you have theology without theology, it's dead, cold orthodoxy, which is just doctrine, which is just words, which is just religion. So on the other side, if we have people who say, ah, forget theology, I just want to praise, I just want to sing to the Lord, um, if we have doxology without theology, we actually have idolatry, because it's just a random expression of praise. It's not actually informed by truth, by the truth of who God is. So God is concerned with both. He's concerned with an accurate understanding of him, that we have an accurate understanding of him, and that that accurate understanding of him is leading to a proper response of praise, of adoration, of worship. So to rightly worship God, we need to study his word. We need to learn his word. Um, if we want to be like Paul and have this passion for God's glory. So just you know, taken away from here, you know, studying God's word, coming from a place of, of love and of worship. Thanks. Thanks, Francis. So uh, when we have, and, and I'm not going to make anyone, I'm not going to ask anyone, I would love, though, for junior high, high schooler to do that next week. You don't have to do it the Francis way, though. You can do it more of the, uh, of, uh, of the Melissa way, of a couple quotes and maybe something you liked. But thanks, Francis, for that. Uh, uh, but, you know, Francis is an elder, and so he is apt to uh, teach. So he totally just taught us there. Um, we're going to go ahead, and so I want to, so we've looked at Psalm 119, uh, verses 33 to 48 in the past two weeks. You can go ahead. Does anyone have a verse from that chunk, and, 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 and Melissa already shared one, that has been impacting to you as you've meditated this the past week? Is there one verse from those last two sections that you have been impacted by? I don't know about you, I've printed a section out, 
and I try to do that cautiously as I drive, and it's just so good, cautiously, um, that that is, it just influences your heart. So if you're trying to create a, a desire for God's word, then print out this next two sections of Psalm 119, but let's, so were there any verses that stood out from 33 to 48? Just spend a minute. Oh, good, good, good. Thank you. And we're going to work on getting a uh, handheld mic going. Um, but I think we heard that. Thank you. Well, let's uh, go ahead. So, so, so uh, next time, uh, focus on 49 to, to, to 64. And if you have a favorite one, just uh, bring it to, 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 to share. And you can have a sentence if, 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 uh, if that is all. But the most important thing is that we are cultivating a love of God's word. Let's review a little bit about where we've been and then make some more progress going and how we can be enjoying God's word uh, daily. So uh, if you see notes, there's just a, 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 a little... A little um, review there. We've been talking about what our expectations are and that our expectations is really to be what God intends in his word for us, right? It's not just this morning I'm going to get a thrilled feeling that's going to also be very comforting. Right? I think that sometimes that, that can be the expectation we have of God's word and we find ourselves, ah, oh, like that was that 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 was not the feel. And so we can be, be kind of disappointed, or maybe sometimes it's just a difficult chunk, chunk to understand. So we've been talking about what our expectations are and something that I'll probably end up changing at some point, but enjoying God's word is getting the intended value out of God's word so that you respond with the appropriate response in the light of the gospel. So that's really what we want to be doing. That is what really enjoying God's word is. It's to be hearing from God and responding to God in a way that is appropriate because Jesus Christ gave himself for you and he's reigning on his throne. That is what it is really to be enjoying God's word. It's to be having a relationship with him. And so that response, it could be worship, it could be obedience, it could be re re remembering, it could be being thankful, it could be confessing and repenting of sin, it could be rejoicing, it could be mourning, it could be any of those things. So it's not enjoying God's word, it's not just like, I've got this certain kind of feeling. So we've been talking uh, 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 about what our expectations uh, are. We've been talking about uh, what, some, what some of the uh, hindrances to enjoying God's word, what some of the challenges are. Uh, we, we have cultural challenges. We are finite people with limited time and limited ability to remember. We're sinful people. We, we, we bring our expectations to God's word. We have some, some hindrances and some challenges. It requires learning, and sometimes we have not signed up to learn. Um, well, you have, but you may not know that. Um, we talked about some, 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 some motivations for, for reading God's word, and we saw some of those motivations as like saving faith and, and, and that God's word gives wisdom, and, and it was written for our hope, and it is written for our instruction. So this is just a little bit of where we've been. We've talked a uh, little bit that we can go to God's word, hopefully, expectantly, because we know that God is good, that he's spoken, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What a great thing to remember for any day. God is good, he's spoken, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so remember, um, you know, you may come into your daily Bible reading and come to a day where you're like, that was a tough one, and I don't totally know how I ought to respond. 
Well, that's okay. You also know a lot of other truth. Think about this Sunday's past message. Think about the Bible verse you're meditating on. You can always, you, 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 are, you are the recipients of so much of God's truth that you can always respond in a way appropriate, even if that, that individual chunk was kind of challenging. Um, we've talked a little bit about if the Bible is God's word, there's ramifications how we live, and some of that was this morning. We should be desiring it. Uh, we should be studying it. We should be giving our attention to it, trusting it, obeying it. Um, but let's go on. We've uh, talked some. Uh, we, we, we've started on, on some principles. Uh, and, and it's not quite a whole Bible study principles, although they're included. Um, um, if we wanted to have a study or Bible class, we, we might go further. This, this is really being good readers. And, and, and so that's kind of what we talked about last time is learning to read. And the nice thing about learning to read is that we already know how to read. Right? Um, we have a lot of tolerance when we're reading a novel, right? We start it, whoa, like, like I've never been to Egypt before, and who's this guy with a curly mustache? I'm thinking of like Agatha Christie or something, right? I mean, like, 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 like we're in a weird setting, and there's all these characters we don't know, and we don't be like, oh, this is so frustrating, right? We have a lot of tolerance when we're watching a movie or a TV show or reading because we expect things are going to be solved. Now, I don't know if any of you ha uh, uh, have read any any works of like 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 modern literature or 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 like where the author is not kind. You know, the author really doesn't care what you understand. The author just is going to take you along a crazy ride that doesn't have any meaning. If you've ever seen a movie like that, I can think of a TV show like that. There's very very few because they're pretty weird. Right, But God's not like that. He's not a director that's just going to take you along a trippy ride. He's good. He loves you. He wants to communicate to you. Um, and, and, and he does that through his word. So we, we, we bring a confidence um, that, yeah, it may take time. It may take time to figure out why this story's here. We may have to do some thinking about it, um, but that we serve a kind God. So really, if we can bring some of that, um, and there's a phrase in language, uh, and really in, 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 in learning, it can be for language learning, it can be for math learning, uh, but it's a tolerance for for. for and for am for ambiguity tolerance for ambiguity you're okay with what you don't know because you're learning we have to have a tolerance for ambiguity when we go to god's word it's okay I don't know what everything is there. I've never been to the wilderness of, of, of Shur or, the wilder, or, or, or this desert. I don't know what that kind of animal is. It's okay. okay? So uh, that's just some that you do that all the time, right? Or else we would never read anything. Maybe some of you have none of that, and so you never read anything. Okay, but uh, now let's go on. And last time we talked about learning to feel. And, and this is different. So this just doesn't feel like, oh, I'm going to feel what God's saying to me. Um, but but, but that, that text was written to have feeling. And so we, we started this uh, uh, last time and that the text has a vibe. And that is what this, 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 uh, Gary, this Gary Miller said in this Read This First, which is a great book. And if you're like, oh, I've got no more time to go to equipping hour because I have to work till... 10, 15, then just get that book um, or read it anyways. But um, when, when we're thinking about what is the feeling of a text, it, it matters what we're dealing with. What kind of text is it? Yes, we know it's the Bible, but what kind of book is it? So if you find a box of papers in your grandparents' attic, attic, you're going to have different expectations for each kind of paper, right? Uh, maybe there's some bills in there, right? Some, some receipts from past purchases. Maybe there's a map with all these marks highlighted on it. And you realize it's looking, oh, that this is a, a summer vacation map. Maybe there's a family gene genealogy there a marriage certificate, a letter to someone else who wasn't written to you, a love poem, right? 
you're going to read that, but you're going to bring a different expectation to every kind of thing that you read, right? That, that each of those, I mean, a, a map is going to have a very different vibe than a love poem. And scripture kind of has both of those. It doesn't have a map, but it has a wilderness travelogue of, of, of where Israel went. And that has a different feel than Song of Solomon. Very different feel because they're written for different purposes to different audiences. So, so that's really important as we think about what feel this text has is, what am I reading? Is, 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 it, is this a story? Is, is, that, is that an actual story, a parable? Is it a... a a, a history? Is it a genealogy? Is it a song? Right? Songs are going to have way more feelings with them. Right? And, 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 and if you're a psalm reader, some of those, and we all are, some of those songs are like, whoa, this is crushing. Like, this is so weighty and sad. Uh, that wasn't what I wanted for today's Bible time. But that's what God wanted for your Bible time, right? So that's okay. Um, but, uh, well, okay, and we'll keep going. But, uh, but then there's other songs, you're like, this, this is a thrilling psalm. And you're like, but I don't feel thrilled this morning. I feel kind of sad. Well, what does God want me to do with that? So, so, so different songs have different feelings. You guys know this because you have playlists. You use some for working out. And some when you, like, want to wrap yourself in some sadness. I don't know why. Like, uh, I want some moody, sad songs. Um, so there's lots of different kinds of writing in scripture. There's letters that vary in tone. Some of them are super optimistic. You guys are awesome. And some of them are, are like, uh, we're gonna have to talk at the end of this letter whether you're saved or not. Um, speeches and, and prayers and parables and proclamations of kings. So as you look at that box of letters, and let's just imagine your, 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 your grandparents' attic or whatever, and they're from generations past. Are you going to read all of those in the same way? Would you? Would you read that, that receipt in the same way that you read that love poem that your great-grandfather wrote to your great-grandmother? No, you're going to hold them in such a different way. Now, that's different because they're not God's word, but, but, but we understand they're, they're both true, right? But that our expectations, we're going to go to it with different, different uh, um, we're just going to prepare to read that in different ways. And sometimes your biblical text, just the way it looks on a page is going to help you with that. Uh, this is not in my notes, but, 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 but you look at the, the, the poems, then they look like poems. And we know that they're poems because of how they are. And a genealogy is going to look often like genealogy because there's a lot of ofs there. So we get these kind of hints. I know what vibe is going to be here. This is going to, I don't know if it's going to be a happy or sad song, but I know this is going to be a song. Um, um, it doesn't take long, long before reading, reading Revelation or Ezekiel, being like, wow, things are pretty wild here, right? And that's okay, because the biblical author knows that you're going to read that, and it's like, it gets pretty wild. Ezekiel 1, you start, and you're like, whoa, like, what is going on? And the author knows that because he's writing to real people, which are you. You're not the same people, but you're real people. Okay, so, so you can think uh, uh, about it, and Miller uses this a phrase, of a chaotic bookshelf, not that uh, God's word is chaotic, but that you can imagine you've got a nicely organized bookshelf, and then you let your kids take off all the books, and you put them back just kind of random. Now, that's not totally how God's word is, but, 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 but there is, there is like, 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 like some surprising to it. But realistically, e even though uh, we may not understand the orders we're just kind of skimming through, uh, there's only a few kinds of writings here. There's, there's only a few kinds, and we call them genres, okay? There's, there's really only a few genres. They're narratives that tell real stories of real places, and those are going to have a certain vibe to them. Often, often a lot of them is kind of sad because um, the Bible is preparing us for how Jesus is going to change human history. A lot of those narratives, as you've been coming on Thursday mornings, um, kind of sad. Um, uh, there is prophecy, and I know that you know, you got whole books, Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, the minor prophets, Hosea, Joel, Amos, um, 
Miller describes this as God's real-time commentary on the events of, of, of life of God's Old Testament people. It's a neat way to, to think about it. It's his real testament commentary. It's what was going well and and but most often what was wrong with them. And then God's uh, promise of how he was going to respond. There is wisdom books like, like Ecclesiastes and Job that kind of help us navigate some of the complexities of life. They're going to have a different vibe. Proverbs, when you read it about life, about living life well with skill, it's going to be a very different. If your only quiet time is Proverbs, you're gonna, uh, your experience is ultimately going to be different than if your only Bible time is Psalms. Because they're written for very different purposes. There is poetry and letters and, um, you know, the, 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 the New Testament letters are living out the uh, life of Jesus. So, so, so we talked last time how, how different portions of Scripture have different feelings with them. So individual verses have a feeling, bigger sections, and, um, and it's good for you to know if you don't, don't know, uh, but that we, uh, um, that ch- chapter numbers and verses are not part of, of the original, those are added. Those are helpful verses, uh, are sometimes distinguished because of their different feelings. Chapters are, are sometimes distinguished because of their different feelings. They're, 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 they're sections by themselves, but whole books have feelings. And you can read, read one of Paul's letters, that's just thrilling, and you're like, I'm doing well, but you're like, wait, wait, wait. So again, is it written to me or for me? It's written for you, but it's not written to you. Right? You are not the original audience of that letter. Anyways, but let's think about, uh, about the, the, the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to see that the Sermon on the Mount, go ahead and turn your Bibles there, and you're, you're going to get to help with this. Matthew 5 uh, through 7 is uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Call that because he was on a mount. See, you guys are great Bible readers. Um, and let's kind of spoil it here by skipping to the end. Uh, of Matthew 7, and we're going to see how, and even these uh, verses have kind of a a feel to them. Matthew 7, verses 28 to 29. And I'm going to ask you in in, in a minute, just what's the feel of those? Matthew 7, 28 to 29. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. So if you were to say, I'm, I've, I've, I, I just had, had a little bit of a feeling there, what, 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 what feeling does Matthew want to get as you read that? Can anyone offer? Yeah, Brian. He's not quoting the He's not what? He's not quoting from the Wow. Yeah, right, right. So, 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 so he's saying profound things here, right? He's, he's, he's a source of like, he has authority. He's just great. Okay, so is the feel like, um, that was boring? No. Is the feel a little shock? Yeah, right? There's some, some, some shock. Maybe a feeling here uh, of a respect, right? Like maybe a little distance. Like what are we, who are we dealing with here? Like did not see that coming, Right? It's, it, it's just a little uh, of the potential feels of that verse. Now, let's look at some of the verses and kind of see why. And what's so neat is in this one long sermon, and this is probably just a portion of Jesus's longer sermon, but different verses have their own feel. Like Matthew 5, 3. Um, because I'm at the mic, I'll read it, and then, but then you can just tell me, as Matthew's recording this, maybe even two, and like that can be a difficulty, Jesus is saying this. So Jesus is saying this, and that has one kind of feel for the immediate audience. Matthew's recording it, and that has a feel to those that Matthew's writing it to. And then there's kind of the feel that we have, the, the, the vibe of it. Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I'll, I'll do four too. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. What might any one of those audiences felt? You now, the people on the mountain as Jesus is saying this, Matthew's audience reading this, what might a feel be from Matthew 5, 3, and 4? Yeah. Pardon? Comforting. And which part is a comforting? 
Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, great. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So comforted. Kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Joshua. Yes. Yes. At least I should see why they were astonished. And certainly this is kind of astonishing to say, to look at people who are weeping and to say, wow, those people are really blessed. Yeah. And most people would look at a group of people in mourning and blessed wouldn't be their first word. Right. Yeah, great. Yeah, so, so, so there is a bit of astonishing. Blessed, approved of people, happy people. The people that God's saying, good job, are not the ones who are normally uh, mourning, right? Or at least not, that's not how we think. You know, we think happy people are happy people. And God says, you know, the blessed people are those who are sad people. We're mourning. Like, oh, wow. Okay, okay thanks. Astonished. Uh, astonished, but comforted too, right? If you find yourself as those people, you're like, I'm comforted. Matthew 5.20 lets us skip ahead. And, and, and you guys can do this at home with all of Matthew 5 to 7. Uh, but Matthew 5.20, uh, Jesus says, For I tell you, and, and, and I know we're just skimming, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You can even imagine, for a second, you don't even know who these scribes and Pharisees are. Maybe some of you don't, but... but if I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that, the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What is the field Jesus is going for by saying that? Shock. Shock. Why? You got to guess? Because these people are supposed to be the most righteous and the Yeah, and even, even without knowing that context, you kind of get it here, right? Unless my righteousness is like these other people, I'm not going to heaven. And they're like, oh, wow. So that's kind of, it is disturbing. It's shocking. Probably disturbing is part of the feel he's going for too. Does, does anyone else want to add anything to that? Okay. So this is just part of, this is just part of reading, right? Um, let's look at Matthew 6.25. You're like, ah, this is one of the portions I memorized. Matthew 6, 25. Uh, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? What are some of the uh, vibes there? How, how does that feel? Impactful. Pardon? Impactful. Okay, okay, great. Really good, right? Like, yeah, it, it doesn't feel practical. This is it's kind, of, kind of like you're telling me not to worry about my food? Okay, that doesn't sound practical. Yeah, good. It's got an impractical feel to it, which may cause you, someone to worry like right there. I'm, I'm worried about you telling me not to worry. Yeah. If you trust Jesus, it's free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about these things everybody else is worried about. Right, therefore I tell you. You don't have to do this. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, freeing, so, so you could have, ha, have some liberating there. I can't but read it, but I also know where he's going. I just read it in a comforting way. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of got a comforting vibe, but, but, but it's also shocking. It's also got a little, a little of, of rebuke there. Isn't that life more than food? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I know that. It, it is more than food. So there's a lot of different feelings going there. I think that any of you could do that at, 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 at any time. Um, Matthew 7.23. I don't know how long we should do this, but I'm, I hope you are. 7.23. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. What, what's the feel there? Yeah, Brian. Terrifying, right? Great. I'm, I mean, like, that was the word I was thinking. Are there any other words that I wasn't thinking? You guys want to try? <laughs> Terrifying. Do you think this is supposed to be just uh, doom, like, 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 like there's no purpose living? No, it's terrifying, but it's also warning, right? right? I mean, because everything we, 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 we have seen, and I know that we're just skimming this, uh, but Jesus is good. He is kind. We've seen that again and again. Um, yeah. Well, let's look at uh, Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Uh, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man 
who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Mic drop, right? That's how Jesus ends and at least how Matthew ends. Uh, this, this sermon. W- what is the feel there? A warning. warning, yeah, right? And uh, who said that? Hey, yeah, warning, great. Thank you, I didn't see up there. Yeah. Okay, good, warning. Are there any other feels? I think there's a sense of urgency, too. Like, there's, like, there's a flood coming. Okay. Are, are you prepared? You know? Yeah, yeah. Urgency, so so say so it has this feel like I should do something. I'm, I'm I, I, it's kind of a call to action, a moment of decision. There's a fork in the road, right? So 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 warning. Is, is it all warning though? I think also that God makes a distinction. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he definitely does. There are there are there are two paths here, right? And he's going to respond to people differently. It is hopeful, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Is it right? Yeah, and uh, and then you can see why he goes right into the verses that we read first. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. Because he was teaching them as one who had authority. Um, who hear these words of mine and does them. I mean, I just cannot imagine a human saying that, right? And uh, Okay, so th- thank you. I hope you find that exercise good because I think I'm trying to, th- to think here, Pastor Joshua. I mean, there's, there's, there's some portions of Scripture where you're like, the feel is going to be, um, it's going to feel differently because of the kind of writing it is. A genealogy is going to feel different. Now, we know, again, with our Luke genealogy, I'm going to wait for the feel at the end, right? It's because it's kind of boring. Son of Adam, whoa, right? Okay, like did not see that coming uh, because he just said that about Jesus, okay? So, so cool. Um, but a genealogy in general is going to have a different vibe. You're going you're to have to pro- maybe think in a different way. But a lot, a lot of the prophets, and I don't know that, that, that we have time, um, or Paul's letters. We do have time. You know, let, let's look at one of Paul's letters. Because <laughs> this six-part series, you know, that's all very subjective. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Galatians. And this is, this is kind of a cool example. Galatians 1, which is not one of the prophets, because we might do that later, I don't know. But, but uh, Galatians 1, verses 1 through 10. And I'm going to read the whole thing, and you're going to notice some change of vibe, okay? Galatians 1, 1 through 10. And you might even notice three. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God, and I'm going to kind of betray the vibe as I read, but that's, but hey, this is a good, read scripture out loud. Right? I, I, I mean, if you read, you don't always have to read it out loud. I'm not telling you you need to read it out loud for your Bible time. But when I read scripture out loud, a lot of the vibe of it, particularly if, if you read through it, you already know a little bit what's going on, it's going to pop. Okay? So, 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 so practice, I mean, just read scripture out loud, and then you're, you're going to get, I understand some of the purpose here, even if I don't understand all of it. Okay? Paul, an apostle. Not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me, to the churches of, of, of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. We can just all go home now. Okay, then verse 6. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is one, but that there, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. 
As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Wow, right? So like this is a feeling roller coaster here, right? So what are some of the, the, the feelings that popped out to you as you read through Galatians 1? 1 through 10. He's scolding, right? Yeah, yeah, scolding, right? You feel, I mean, you're kind of just shrinking in your chair just hearing this, right? Like leaving the, 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 the true gospel is scolding, good. Yeah. 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 Right. It, it is scolding. It's shocking. Let them be a curse. He's not mincing any words. Okay. Good. Yeah. 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 He's 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 disappointed. Yeah. But is that how he opens the letter with shocking, disappointment, and scolding? You know, it's what stands out to us because probably what we read last. If we had just read verses 3 and 4, and they probably wish they just read verses 3 and 4, and like, ah, oh, that was, that was, okay, what, what was, what was the feeling of verses 3 and 4? Now, I hope none of you feel scolded yet for giving the wrong answer, so I expect to be, you know, kind of more boldness as we go here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is intimate, right? Yeah. And authoritative too, right? We, we, we see authority. He's making clear that he is an apostle. But when you say grace to you and peace from God, or, I mean, he's just like, like I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just truth-hugging you here, right? I mean, he, like, like there's all this goodwill there. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, like, if we get that into our hearts, the way that Paul overflows in his speech, we're going to share the gospel with someone, right? Which is what he's doing here to Christians. I'm, okay, so we get some of the feeling there. Now, I, I don't know where all of you are in your reading, but, I, but I, think, I think that there's a lot that you could take. So this is God's word to the Galatians, but it is for you, right? And I think that, that, that you could be really encouraged that God has spoken to you through, through, through apostles. I think that you could be thrilled with verses 3 and 4. I think you could be warned with verses 6 through 9. Right? I'm not going to leave Jesus. You might be like, I don't know what the Galatians were doing, but I'm not going to do it. Right? Like, like all that good stuff in 3 and 5, I'm sticking there. Right? So I, so I, I hope that this is, it feels so accessible to you. I don't even know where the Galatians are. I don't know anything about these guys. But, but if this is your first time, you can still open it up and say, but I could totally enjoy God's word. Mm -hmm. um, Pat, Pastor Joshua has been helping us get the vibe of Luke. Right? And uh, he reviews where we've been. If you think back, and you could open your Bibles, has the vibe of Luke changed? Has, 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 has the feeling that Luke gives changed? So go ahead, turn your Bible, if you've got a paper one, and you should. This is the pedantic teacher in me. Um, now you should always have a paper one. All these cell phones. Okay, anyways. But... Uh, I'm not saying that's wrong. You don't really have to listen to me. I'm not being an elder in that. Uh, just, just old. Okay, so Luke 1. So just kind of skim through the, these, the, these pages here. Has, has the feeling been the same? Has it changed? Was there any moments where you're like, whoa, like that just happened? And anything stand, stand out to you? Worship. 
Okay, and and and, and what pops like 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 what makes that 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 stand out? Yeah, yeah, great, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so, 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 and we are even kind of treated to a song in the mix of this. It, it does have a worship feel, right? And it is hopeful, right? We, we see that God is acting in this world. Good, thank you. Brave, I love that. Yes, Hugo. The opening is very dry. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. We, we. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah. So 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 verses one verses one through four. Right. And that's kind of is is kind of kind of the purpose in the days of Herod. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's history. It's true, and that has a feel to it. Caroline, you gonna say something? Okay. I, it looked like you were. Yeah. Okay. Cool, great, thank you. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> right, great, yeah, yeah, a big change of tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and the uh, part that uh, uh, k- kind of um, hinted that is when John gets locked, right? But then heaven's open and saying, "This is my son," right? Right? And then he's getting pushed off a cliff, or or the, or the trying. Okay, so so very cool. So that is part of what being a a a good reader is, right? So that is really hearing from God. There there is this expectancy. Right, but there's but there's this the world is broken, it's not responding. I mean, there's so much of God speaking, even in that there, so that we know what this world is going to be like. Right? This world, I mean, we see we see this brokenness, but we see this hope, and it's all centered around Jesus. It's exciting. Um, okay, so the Bible is not boring. It, it, it is it is uh, it's written to surprise us. Right, and really, if you go to God's word kind of with like expectancy, and not necessarily I'm going to feel a certain way, but 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 if I read, am I going to be surprised? I think often you're going to be surprised, like like oh wow, we got all this king stuff, and now genealogy. That's kind of surprising. Um, um, Oh wow, we've got a baby in the womb leaping. That is surprising, right? Like like that is a new thing. (laughs) So, so like that's like that's very cool that God knows how to get our, our attention. So, really, a lot of scripture it should be surprising, but it's also going to comfort us. It's it's it's, it's going to shock us. It's going to blindside us. It's going to do what what Jesus did. And he says, "If you don't listen to me, you're going to be destroyed." Like, oh wow, Jesus just said that. Um, um, it uh, and um, Miller talks about it, it's it's written to get under our skin. And really, I think that uh, very little of it is, I don't know if this is, is it okay to say, some of it's boring. If we go to it with our expectations, some of it is going to be like, oh, well, that part's dry, right? Um, um, at times, but not very much of it, right? Most of it, even, even if you were to sit down and read Leviticus, right? And again, Leviticus gets uh, picked on a lot. I can't wait for Bible reading project. Hopefully, we don't like skip from Exodus to Deuteronomy. Are we going to do Leviticus? 
Oh, we're, we're, we are doing Leviticus, right? You start reading that, and you're like, wow, this is a bloodbath, right? I mean, it is okay for you to be like, my, 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 my sensitivities are thrown off here. I am in a butcher shop, and yet this is, God's pleased by this. I want to be pleasing to God. What, what connection is there between blood and God being pleased, right? That, 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 that's meant to undo us a little bit. Um, right there, and we know automatically we're doing that Bible reading in the light of the gospel. What connection could there be between blood and God being pleased? Well, that, has, that brings us right to the cross. Um, okay, so we've already done some sample passages. Um, um, okay, well, and we've got some more. Let's... Uh, um, I think in the amount of, you know, let's go ahead and start the uh, next portion here uh, on, uh, on learning to, to, to interpret, which doesn't make any sense starting in another portion with five minutes, but we're going to do it anyways. So, 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 so learning to interpret. Interpret is what does it mean, right? Because the feeling is really good, um, and that gives us a indications of what the meaning is, but that's not, that's not all that it is. We have to say, what does it mean? And so, as we think about the meaning of the text, uh, we often talk about, in, in our age, it's pretty typical uh, to um, interpret, to say, I think it means this, Right? Well, well, what do you think? Well, I think it means this, and I think it, and 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 that's not bad practice, but just our thinking about what it means doesn't mean that that is what it means, right? So, so we can think and that that is that is great exercise to read the Bible together, talking about what it means. Like that's like discipleship, like like one one. And there is nothing wrong with with coming up and whether you sit as a family. And, 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 and or, or with your Christian friends and say, well, I think it means this, and I think, just as long as you don't stop there, right? Because we don't get to bring meaning to it, right? Um, what matters is ultimately understanding what God, who's the ultimate author, and this is a, 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 a quote from a Miller, what matters is understanding that what God, the ultimate author, is saying to us through the writer who's the human author, right? So, so that there is God, the author, and there is the human author. And we want to understand what God, the ultimate author, is saying to us through the writer. But we, ha- can't, we can't forget, the Bible is not written to us, but written for us, okay? And that's, 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 that's really important. It's not written to us. Now, that doesn't mean that the authors didn't know that it was going to be a long-lasting word. In 1 Peter, it talks about uh, 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 them longing. Well, I'll, I'll look at the verse. I was just uh, reading about this. In 1 Peter 1, which is, which is pretty fascinating. Okay, in 1 Peter 1, uh, uh, so, so the uh, prophets... Um, as they, as, as, as they, well, I'll read it in 1 Peter 1, verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, which is pretty cool, right? The prophets, so the Old Testament prophets, the writers of the Old Testament, prophesied about the grace that is yours. Now, Peter specifically writing to the churches that he's writing to, but we know that we have that same grace in this New Testament age, about the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. So as they prophesied about the sufferings of the coming Messiah and of the glories that were going to follow, uh, verse 12, it was revealed to them that they were not, so, so this is cool. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that you have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. That we get to be the recipients of what they were serving you. So they knew, the Old Testament prophets, that they're not getting the full experience of this, the full revelation of this, even as they wrote to the original audience, but that they were serving the New Testament church and what they were 
part we're writing, and now, as we believe the gospel, we were being served by those Old Testament prophets as we understood the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. Um, all that to say is that scripture is not written to us. We are not the original audience, but it's written for us. So we have to begin with the author is saying to those he's writing to. And the author ultimately is God, but it's ultimately a human author. It's not ultimately, it is, it's the, the means is through a human author. So what was that human author saying to those that he's writing to? And so we have to try, try to get to that. So how do we get to first level is what was the human author being inspired by God, the, the scripture being God-breathed, saying to that first human audience? And sometimes it's really simple. Like Hugo brought up uh, the beginning of Luke 1. Sometimes what the author's doing is really easy because he tells us what he's doing. Inasmuch as many of the uh, beginning of a Luke 1, many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those from the beginning were eyewitnesses. Uh, verse 3, it seemed good to me also, having followed the things closely for some time past, to write an, ordinarily, an, ordin an orderly account for you. He's writing an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, who's the original audience, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. It's an orderly account so that you would have certainty. That's pretty cool, right? So there we know why he's writing. We know what his purpose is. Uh, so sometimes it's really simple because it is set. I have to stop now, but I wanted to get us started thinking about interpreting so that you know a little bit of where we are going next. And uh, um, there can be so much more added to this. You can learn so much more about studying the text and, and, and how you get to the meaning. But we're going to focus on next time that often uh, the main things are the plain things, okay? So, so we're going to try to cultivate some skills so that when you read a text, just like we did Galatians 1 and some of the Sermon on the Mount, the main things are pretty clear. The main thing in the Sermon on the Mount is we need to listen to, 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 to Jesus who has authority. Some of the main things of Galatians 1 is pretty awesome. I've got an awesome salvation, so don't leave it, right? Any of you could come up with any of those big main plain things. Okay, for next time, we're going to read chapter 5 and 6 of our book. If you don't have a copy yet, please come in and, 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 and get one. Would love, I'm not going to require, I'm not, going to, I'm not even going to ask. Parents, you could, you could gently prod a little bit. I would love to see some, some of our junior highs, high schoolers think about saying, hey, I could give a couple quotes that I liked. I could tell how I was challenged. Okay. Let's us see who, who's, who's, who's uh, uh, brave there. Um, we are going to go through those, those next two, two, two sections of Psalm 119, which are, um, which, again, I, I didn't print that double-sided, but uh, uh, the, the next two sections of Psalm 19, verses 49 to 64. The other thing I would encourage you, if you haven't been in the practice of doing it, look at your week ahead Look at your week ahead and say, this is when I'm going to have my Bible time each day. And say, okay, super regular schedule, awesome. But look at your week ahead and say, okay, Monday, I'm going to do it this time. Tuesday at this time, okay? And plan ahead so that you can start saying, I know how I'm going to make this happen. Okay, it's going to take a, a little planning because you're going to have one of those days you're like, well, I've got a late meeting and I'm not going to, am I going to get up at the same time? Am I, am I going to need to sleep in? How am I going to do that? Okay, we need to stop. If you have any questions, if I can be of any benefit to you, uh, please, uh, please let me help you. I love your dialogue. We'll try to keep doing that. Um, and please email me with, with anything that could be helpful or any questions, and we'll keep working on this because I want you to have an enjoyable time in God's word where you're hearing from him and knowing how to please him. Let's pray. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Father, that you have spoken uh, to us, or that your word is for us, that, that you want us to know um, not every historical detail or would, you, would have, you would have saved that for us. You would have given us an encyclopedia. But, but you make so clear what the, what the main things are. 
And so, Father, my heart's even encouraged this morning about what some of those main things are. We love that it's clear that you bless those who mourn and that there's a kingdom of heaven we're longing for and that we don't have to worry and that Jesus has authority and that we need to listen to him and that he loved us and gave himself for us to rescue us from this age. And, Father, your word is so good. Uh, Please, Lord, help these brothers and sisters know that tomorrow morning they can hear from you. Uh, we look forward to hearing more from you in your word preached through uh, your, 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 uh, your son Joshua in this uh, upcoming service. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, all.